All right, all right, all right. It's been a long time coming, but we are back. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Easy Money Sports Podcast. This is episode seven. Man, it has been a long, 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 long time since we've done an episode. Man, probably really since the beginning of probably since the beginning of the college football season is the last time that I did an episode, man. Uh pretty much, you know, kinda took a little hiatus because just trying to get everything together, you know. Life happens, um, things of that nature. But uh we gon we 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 back right now because it's a, it's a lot of things going on in sports. And um, we gotta, we we gotta we gotta talk about it. Here, let me put my phone on vibrate so I know, uh, real quick. So I know the last episode, it was me, uh, just by myself. Couldn't really get anybody else to get on. Uh, but today, I'm gonna get my boy, uh, my boy Dupree back on here with me. Uh, he doesn't stay here. In the state of Tennessee, no more with me. You know, he stay in. Uh, he stays in South Carolina now, uh, working out there and everything. Actually, with the with the University of South Carolina. So, uh, former college football player, former wide receiver at uh, Middle Tennessee State University, uh, MTSU, MTSU. For those who may know it, you know, shortened out. Uh, gonna call him and put him on uh, on here through the iPhone. You know what I'm saying, and put him on speaker so we can hear him through the, through uh, we can hear him through, um, through the mic and everything like that. The mic should pick up everything pretty good. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and call my boy up. Go ahead and call him up and put this on speaker. <laughs> Yo. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shoot, man, we just we just uh we starting up. We starting up right now, bro. How you How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. Living, chilling, chilling for sure. Yeah, for sure. Man, uh, I was I was just saying before I had called you, bro, and I was doing a doing a little introduction. That been a been a good little minute, uh, man. Since shoot, even since I done see, even since I done an episode of a podcast, but it's sure been a good little minute since. You know, we both been out here. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, it really been a little too long. <laughs> honestly, honestly, for real. Been a little too long, bro. For real, I was, I was just, I was just saying how, like, man, you know, it was supposed to be, you know, a couple more, a couple more like uh, episodes and stuff, kind of rolling through. But then you, you know how it is. You know how, you know how life goes. You know, yeah. you got to take care of some other things before you sit down and get to do stuff like this, but, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stuff happens, bro. It's all time. It is what it is. For sure. But, uh, man, uh, what you want to start off with first, bro? I mean, it's a, it's a lot, um, it's a lot that we kind of want to, I kind of want to come in with. I mean, of course, the NFL playoffs, what's going on with that, division around this weekend, uh, you know the natty, the natty this Monday night. Shoot, um, 
the what's going on? Why why can't none of these why can't none of these black coaches get hired for 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 head coaching positions? And I'm pretty sure they're way more qualified than a a lot of these guys that's been hired here recently the past couple of years. Uh, and I, I it was gonna be strictly football, but then I threw in I threw in another topic just recently today because of what happened last night uh, on Twitter between the two, and it got something to do with you know. Our 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 one of our former uh, favorite basketball teams between Kendra Perkins and, and <laughs> Kendra Perkins and Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That whole thing is unfortunate. Boy, <laughs> too unfortunate. Uh, oh, it really don't matter. Let's uh, I mean, I guess we can start. Let's start off with it. Let's start off with this because we can kind of we can. Man, right. All right. So for those who don't know um, what's been going on in NBA Twitter or in the NBA world, um, you sleep. I don't know what's going on with you. But uh, as y'all know, last night, Russell Westbrook made his, you know, highly anticipated return back to the team that drafted him, the location where he spent 11 years at becoming basically the, the, the ultimate franchise uh, player of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, albeit, you know, I think, what did he put up? Like, he put up 30-something, did he? 39 or something like that? 30, 34? Uh, I think so. I know they lost. Yeah, but, but they lost. They lost, but, I mean, yeah. Uh, they, I think I think James Harden only scored like 17, so that's kind of, that was a pretty bad night for him, I'm pretty sure. They only scored 17. Um, but, Things kind of happened to where, let me see, I pulled up the tweets. I know I had them somewhere in here. Yeah, here we go. Um, And it started out pretty much, you know, Kendrick Perkins saying that, you know, in about 30 minutes I'm going to give my opinion on SportsCenter on why I believe that Russell Westbrook is the best player to ever put on the Oklahoma City Thunder jersey. He is Mr. Thunder. And what transpired from there was, of course, that, a couple of people came in and a couple of other sports writers and sports uh, analysts and commentators were saying that, you know, hey, he might have had the best career within the organization, but he's not the best player to put the jersey on for them. Like, come on, KP, like, what, what you what you drinking on? And, you know, and it went from, you know, just a little just a little regular, you know, debate that you have on Twitter with people. Um, and Kendra Perkins, you know, brought up Kevin Durant. And what happened was, was once he brought up Kevin Durant, of course, just like because Kevin Durant ain't hooping right now, torn Achilles, he chilling, he got time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he he got he got time. So pretty much, uh, what happened was Mark Mark uh Diemko, um, pretty much was telling Kendrick Perkins, you know, I mean, basically, what happened was was KP ended up saying that you know KD left the door open and Russ walked in. That's you know Kendrick Perkins' exact words on Twitter. Uh, uh, Mark was pretty much saying like, "Yo, bro, Russ, three straight first round exits, man. Like, well, what do you mean? You know, or whatever. He can never get to the second round. And then you know, KP comes around and say, "Hey, KD lost in the second round without Russ though when I was there. So you know what what that mean? What's the difference or whatever? So, boom, here comes KD out of nowhere. Well, really not out of nowhere. I'm pretty sure he might have been sitting up there watching this or whatever. 
And, you know, he asked Kendrick Perkins, and like, yeah, our starting center, you know, average a whopping, you know, two points, three rebounds during that series. But you play hard, though, champ. Which was pretty funny, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, pretty funny. But we all know that Kendrick Perkins was ne- ain't never been a guy to average 20 and 20 out here. He's never been no Shaq type of player, no, no Joel Embiid. Now he we never sit up here and say, oh, my gosh, we need Kendrick Perkins to score 20, 20 and 20 or get 20 and 10. Yeah. If we did, then there was a problem. Yeah, we, that if if that was the case, either either we was right, either they was blowing out somebody or they was getting blowed out. One of the two. If he was throwing that many points, uh, so you know it is it it is right there. Okay, at that point you like all right, give it to KD. He 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 got a point right there. Like you know you ain't me, you ain't none of us. You wasn't doing nothing that series anyway. So boom, whatever. It's a team game. We all lost or whatever. Blase blase, you know. And then they kind of go back and forth pretty much, you know. It seemed like it was done at first because KP come back and say, you know, well, you know, you you right on the you right on the averages. You right on the, you know, on the, on the champ part too or whatever. And it seemed like that that's it. But then, you know, KP came back and, of course, hit KD with the move that everybody hits KD with. Yo, son, you made the weakest move in NBA history. You was up on the team 3-1 in the Western Conference Finals. And then you go join them the following season, you know, heart of a champion right there. So of course, you know, that that goes on and on and and then after that, you know, KD goes and say, Weakest of starting is weakest starting this center playing real minutes with no productions. You should have worked on your skills as much as I did. And then KP comes back, okay, bro, that's fine. Uh you worked that hard and still had to go join the 73 and 9 team. Truth to be told, you don't even feel like a real champ. You have a hard time sleeping at night, huh? Knowing that you took the car away out. And that's what <laughs> Right. And that's what happened. And it's just the war words. And I woke up this morning, kind of watched, you know, Undisputed Watch first take, how everybody felt on that. And um I don't know, for me, for me. I mean, I feel like it's a, to me, I feel like it was a lose-lose. Like you said, before we even got started, it was very, to me, very unfortunate uh, because, you know, I don't think Kendrick didn't really have to say what he said, but he said it, it is what it is, but the fact that, you know, if something like that, as far as a guy like KD, who, you know, two rings, two final MVPs, like are come on, like when healthy, arguably top two, top three best players in the world. Yeah. Why are you even? Why are you even getting into that? And it just it just so happens that they all this happens, and you doing in that on the night that Russ is getting celebrated. So it look it kind of look it does. I know kind of it looked to me it looks real bad on KD's part to even indulge in that. And um, I just don't like – I don't like the fact that that happened between both of them like that because, I mean, you know, they both were making – they both were making points, but I feel like they were – I feel like they both was wrong. I don't think there's no real winner. There's no real winner in the situation. Now, to me, the winner of the Twitter battle went to KP because, I mean, I feel like once you hit – every time – anytime KD gets hit with the you went to the Warriors move, like, what can he really say after that? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, man, it's, it really ain't nothing you can say. And I know he, I know KD probably tired of hearing that too, you know. He said the weakest move, yada, 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 you know, all that type of stuff. 
at the end of the day, um, it, it was all good until Kendrick mentioned, um, until he mentioned uh, Kevin Durant's name. That's where it went left. If he would have, you know, if he was just, you know, wrestling, you know, he the, he's the greatest player, you know, the pawn Thunder Jersey, you know, that type of thing, it would have been cool. Right. But then, you know, now you talk about, you know, then you mention KD's name, and you're not, I mean, you mentioned it, but you add him, you know, so, like, you want him to see it. So, he, you know, KD is known for clapping back and going back and responding to folks when you don't like something that's said. So, you really didn't do anything out of the, out of the norm. Um, it's just out of, both of the, for both of them, it was just out of pocket, you know, to be former teammates and stuff like that. You really don't have to go at each other like that. And even today, he uh, I think KP went on and even elaborated on it further. Uh, they're going to jump today. Yeah, he did. I uh, kind of went up him and explained himself a little bit better, went back at KD again. So that's a lot of back and forth that really wasn't even needed to begin with. And then and it's like you said, you you taking away the it's Russell Westbrook's night in Oklahoma City, and we're talking about Kendra Perkins and Kevin Durant, two guys who who are not even playing right now because KD's injury, but they're not even playing in the NBA right now. But yeah, we're talking about that in them instead of a game and a celebration that took that took place yesterday. So. Facts, and, but I mean, I mean, the thing is, for me, like to sit, I know to sit up there, it's kind of like in a way, yeah. Kendrick, Kendrick Perkins, kind of started it by mentioning KD, and I mean, at, at first glance, he didn't add him until until KD responded back with the with the numbers, which yeah. you can't. I mean, you can't you can't fault him for that, but it's kind of like to me, I would have. I mean, I feel like you just gotta. If I'm KD, bro, I'm just minding my business. I'm not even, you feel me? I'm not even worried about that. Like, at this point now, everybody's, when it comes to that, when you look at that run that they had, of course, you know, 10, 10, 10 years pretty much, probably. Well, not even, I don't even know if it was 10 years, but from, from the, from, from probably like, I mean, of course, the legit run of them from 2010, which I think that was the first year that they made the playoffs, from 2010. That that five to six year run or whatever. I mean, we know it was them two, Harden, you know, and then everybody. It was everybody else. Everybody knows it was those three, and then it was everybody else. Like, yeah, we that's that's not the argument. But I think I think now what's going to cause what's causing the argument because I've I've been seeing it on Twitter too is debating on who technically is you know the best player to put on the OKC Thunder jersey and. Yeah. I, I get both sides, um, and it's I know I know when I I know when people listen to this episode and they hear this they probably gonna be like oh my gosh and you really just say that because they people know how I feel about Kevin now at this point I mean I'm over the, the decision that he made I'm he got the rings that he needed it is what it is I mean that's what that's what players are doing now I mean honestly players been players been doing stuff like that really since basketball been here like folks been team it just ain't never been it just ain't never been you know out there like that until now but i mean if you think come on like 
how did the Celtics win so many titles back in the day like that? Like in the in the you know in the fifties and sixties. Like come on, man. They was they had pretty much like all the best players pretty much on their team. Like outside of them not having Wilt. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's about it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's about it. I mean, but yeah, or Kareem. Like they pretty much had you know they had they had Russell, they had Archibald, they had all those guys like. All, the, all those guys together. Then when you get to the 80s, you had Bird, Parrish, McHale, like, all of them was, like, together. And all that's been going on, like, for the longest. Why did you, why did, why do you think Shaq left for Orlando? <laughs> get him a ring, you know? I mean, so, that's, that's, that right there, that's been going on for, for ages. But, I would have to say that, to me, yes, Kevin Durant, is the best player to put on, to put on an OKC jersey. He is the best player to put on an OKC yeah. jersey, too, because I feel like you can compare it to with, with uh Miami. LeBron James is the best person, the best player to put on a Miami Heat jersey. But everybody yeah, knows, for, yeah. But everybody knows when it comes to the legacy and everything like that. The, really, the best player in the franchise history, as far as like what they have accomplished and them being there over time, of course it's the Wayne Wade. It's not even close. So I feel like that's how I look at it. I think that KD is the best player to put on an OKC jersey, but over time and what they have accumulated and what he's done like through the community and him him just being there through those 11 years that he did, he didn't ask to be out until, you know, really now when it was just like, okay, the window was closed. Russ, Russ was the best player, you know, in the franchise history if you look at it over time. But, the, I mean, of course, the best to put on a jersey definitely is Kevin Durant. I I, I can't – I don't I, – that's just – that's how I look at it. I don't see it no different. Um, I know everybody got, like, their different views on it, but that's how I look at it. I mean, over time, that's just – to me, that's just how it is. The best player to put on that jersey, yes, Kevin Durant. But the best player in franchise history, yeah, sure, I'm giving it to Russ. Yeah, I would uh, – I, I, there's really nothing for me to say. I would uh, agree with you, too, just with just with everything. Um, like, just with everything that was going on, that went on while even while KD was there, after KD left um, – just the amount of effort and the killer mentality, you know, Russ played with, you know, just every night, just putting everything on the line. Um, that's really all you can ask for in someone that you consider, you know, your your franchise player. That's really all you can ask for. And last season in the end, like uh, anybody wanted to, you know, players, coaches, fans, the organization, but. I mean, you you knew, and, and you know, people always you know, well, Russ is this, Russ is that. He he takes bad shots. He doesn't shoot. He's uh he's not efficient. He this, he's that. But one thing you can never, you know, fault Russ for is not giving it all he's had. He said that um, in the press conference at the game, like I mean, there's, there's no regrets. I have no regrets with um what I did in eleven years while I was in Oklahoma City. I gave everything I had, you know, great memories, all that type of stuff. So, you know, um, it is what it is. And I mean, he got traded. It wasn't like he left, 
had signed the extension. He got traded. So um, that's really that was really out of his hands. But yeah, Kevin Durant is the best player to put on a jersey. But I think that uh, Russ will probably go down as the best player uh, in Oklahoma City under history. So I just really nothing else for me to say with that. I, I agree with you. For sure. I t- <laughs> I think I ain't gonna lie. To you. I think the funny the 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 other funny thing that I saw about <laughs> that I saw about with um with KD and Kendrick Perkins was probably just the fact that why is this even going on? <laughs> when I was sitting there looking, I'm like, bro, bro, why are you, bro? Like, it's really this is really kind of directed towards KD. I'm not not trying to belittle. Kendrick Perkins or anything like that to kind of talk down on it, but it's just like, bruh, like, you, you, you was just there, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah. you know, yeah. and wait, I mean, it was kind of like the same thing when he was in Boston, too, I mean, yeah. he was, he was an enforcer, like, that was really what it was, he was just, a body, you know, a body down there protecting, he was a rent protector, somebody, um, that I'm not gonna say, he definitely had a role, but his role, like I said earlier, his role wasn't to go out there and score. <laughs> score, yeah, it wasn't. I'm not going. To, he wasn't going out there to score. He was going out there to defend, and that's really it. That's really it. So, yeah, yeah it's you know, he's you know he said it, and, and that was a low blow because you know you know every every player has a role on uh. On the team, you know, everybody's role isn't to go out there and score. Right. You got defenders, you got rebounders, you got all that type of stuff. So that was a low blow. But, you know, it is what it is. Both of them were taking shots at each other. So I guess at that point it was really uh, whoever, you know, whoever can pull it with the best uh, best clap back, I guess. <laughs> Thanks. So, so who you think, who you think won the, who you want, who you think won the Twitter battle, though? <laughs> uh, I guess I probably go with JP. I get it. Yeah, I just I just don't see how you can. I don't see how any I don't see how anytime someone gets into it with KD and they hit him with that, I don't see how he can even come back with a clap back of his own. Yeah, I think <laughs> I get it for Kendrick Perkins. Both, it, like, like, like I said, both of their statements. It wasn't like either, neither one of them said something that we didn't know. Like, like it was like we didn't know that Kendrick Perkins didn't really, you know, he he really. I don't want to say he didn't contribute, but he really wasn't, you know, a big part of the offense and how they score points and stuff. And you know, it was like we didn't know that, you know, KD, you know, he loved, you know, he. In Oklahoma City, up three one, lost, you know, lost to uh, Golden State, and they turned around and left. That you know, everybody knew that that was that was you know that was weak. Regardless if you're a Golden State fan or not, you know, it, it was weak. It is what it is. So it wasn't like they were you know saying anything groundbreaking. But, right. Uh, I think that uh, KP. I think it definitely made Kevin Durant feel some type of way with Kendrick Perky saying that he was the best player to. Uh, the greatest player to play for Oklahoma City. I would definitely think uh, he saw some type of way. But my thing on it is, is, bruh, 
why 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 would you feel some type of way knowing like you know how you left <laughs> you, you dig what i'm saying like yeah. i just i just feel like i just feel like there's no reason for him to feel no type of way because it's i, I feel like it ain't no reason to feel no type of way because of, in the end bro you got what you wanted you know what i'm saying you you wanted you wanted your ring and you got two of them you got two of them dog i mean how you got them is how you got them now it is what it is I mean, yeah. you can't be upset about it because folks gonna say something. You know, what I'm saying folks gonna say something about you for it, but like, you you got you got what you wanted. You got what you wanted. OKC fans were still cheering for who they cheer for. Like, you know, what I'm saying at at this point. I mean, at this point, it's been what it's been what three coming up on four years since 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 the man left. Yeah, yeah like I mean, yeah, if any. Yeah, if anybody is still like really, you know what I'm saying, like as a fan, like if you're still that upset about him leaving, bro, like you need help. <laughs> like it, it is what it is now. It's, it's been done. Like, okay, nothing has, you know what I'm saying, nothing has really, you know, just changed, um, changed that much, uh, or whatever, like. He, I mean, he could have had three P last year, but of course, you know the the Achilles the Achilles injury happens. But yeah. I mean, as far as legacy, I mean nothing. I mean everything is cemented. Nothing, nothing else was done. There's he ain't really got nothing else to prove no more. Like <laughs> why even? You know what I'm saying? Why even sit up there? It's just kind of like you said. It kind of make you feel like you know now he now he feeling the way because. Uh, somebody else besides him is getting labeled as, you know, the best player in that franchise history. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean, I feel like if you if you just felt, I mean, if you felt that way, then you should have just you should have you know went out another way and yeah, and and or either stayed. Like I mean, it, it is what it is. Like I look at it, man. I look at it like right now in, in football. Like whoever was, let's just say, man, whoever was in the playoffs. Missed around and and you know they ended up against the Super Bowl, and and they tried to get they tried to get fits from Arizona. I if I'm a Cardinals fan, I wouldn't be like, oh, you a you 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 a sucker like you left us to go get a ring. You never you never gonna be the best player to put. Everybody knows that Fitzgerald the best player that's gonna be able to put on the Arizona Cardinals jersey. Like should no you know what I'm saying like should nobody feel no way about that. He shouldn't feel no way about it. If somebody messed around and said. Uh, Patrick Peterson, the best player to ever throw on a Cardinals jersey. Like, yeah. stuff like that, bro, should be, like, above you. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that should be above you, for sure. Hopefully they just end up just dead in that brain and, and it could it can go on hush and we can just move on. We just move on with, with the with the season because I mean so far it's been a it's been a real it's been a great it's been a great NBA season. Um but we'll we'll there be there be another episode when we talk about the NBA, right? Right now f- football getting down to the nitty gritty. So we gonna you know what I'm saying, we gonna we gonna move on to that. So we're gonna go 
you want to go ahead and jump right to the playoffs, or you want to talk about this off-season stuff? Uh, we can talk about some off-season stuff. Let's do it. Cool. All right, so, I mean, of course, uh, we know a lot of – I mean, it's been a couple of guys here out here been the, uh, declaring um, to go into the, to the NFL draft, to the 2020 draft. Uh, I think recently uh, we know Tua, uh, Tua, Jake Fromm, did uh, Jerry Judy, did uh, did Rug stay or did he go? No, uh, he. Has, I don't think him or uh, Devontae Smith have uh, decided. They haven't said anything. I, I, I think one. Of, I know one of them decided to stay. I can't remember which one it was. I don't know if it was Devontae Smith or if it was Rugs. I know one of them decided to stay. Okay. Uh, I know CD Lamb. I know he declared. Yeah. Um. That's I mean that's pretty much with that's pretty much all the kind of the, the 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 big names that we know about this probably that was gonna declare that was gonna declare uh man how mad would you would have been if two of the citizens said I'm I'm gonna come back next year <laughs> yeah I wouldn't have understood um definitely I don't know what else kind of only thing you could say he has to prove is just that he could get through a full season healthy but. You still gonna have to rehab. You still gonna have to, you know, get back or whatever. I would rather um, get paid while rehabbing, um, especially since you know if you go, if you come back, if he goes back to Bama and he gets hurt again or something happens, I mean it, that might be it. You know, he might not get a he might get an opportunity, but not to where. He's still be a first round pick. Yeah, he's. Gonna, I mean, he's he's going like he's going to be a first round pick. It does. He's I mean, a first round pick. So if you go back and you run the risk of getting hurt again, you might not. You know, you run the risk of not even getting almost, drafted. It's about, yeah, know, almost. Yeah, possibly not even getting drafted. So I definitely think he made. Uh, I think he made the right decision. To go ahead and just on for go his senior year. So go ahead and go and uh, and go ahead and go pro. Like I say, you get paid while you're getting rehab. You have kind of a Insurance a little something in your back pocket just in case um, something goes wrong. Hopefully, it's not going to Hopefully, nothing goes wrong while he's rehabbing and stuff. He can come back and um, you know uh, make his debut in the NFL for with whatever team. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know who you know who's going to draft him or anything like that. And there's obviously um, you know, people have their their uh, opinions on who. Uh, with you know who who's going to draft who and all that type of thing, you know all that type of stuff. But um, I think he made the right decision. I think Jerry Judy made the right decision um, to go ahead and come out. Um, I think I was thinking maybe if Tua would have came back, maybe Jerry Judy and those receivers they might have thought about coming back too, one more run. But I understand it. Go go get the money, like especially like. In, and really, in both Jerry Judy and Tua Tagovailoa, in both of these situations, um, you both won a national championship. Uh, uh, I don't know Tua has won the Baby O'Brien Award, but you know Jerry Judy, he won the Blake McCaffrey Award for the best receiver in the, uh, in the nation and all that type of stuff. So, uh, I don't, maybe the only thing left for Tua to do is maybe win a Heisman. Yeah, I mean that's that's the only thing he had left. But I mean, like. And, Really, even that with that, with him coming back, 
Trevor Lawrence is still going to be there. So, right. even, you know, Trevor Lawrence might mess around and win it next year. So, even then, it's still like, you know, what do you really have to prove? So, I think they did the right thing. But he did the right thing by one day. Coming out for the draft, I think it makes a lot of sense. For sure, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the early uh, mock drafts and draft rumors is pretty much saying Dolphins or Chargers, and both of them got top ten picks. I mean, man, the Dolphins got like a thousand picks. They got, they got like a thousand picks. I'm being, I'm over exaggerating. I think they got like thirteen, but they got, they got like the most by far out of. Any any of the teams like in the draft, they got thirteen of them. So I mean, they don't even yeah. have to get him. They don't even have to get him right there at. I don't even know what pick they got four, five, whatever, um, six, wherever they at. I don't know. I know they in that top ten range. They don't even have to get them there unless they worried about the Chargers probably getting them right there. But the, you know, depending on what they want to do with Philip Rivers or whatnot. Um, yeah. but. Yeah, I, I I didn't I was gonna be kind of scratching my head if 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 Tua decided to want to come back. I mean, I get it, but the, I mean at the same time, like if I mean looking at it how I would look at it, man, you go ahead get your money, take care of your you know what I'm saying, start taking care of the fam. Uh, who's it? I mean, like who's to say? And then who's to say you even? We even get drafted. I mean, even if you don't get drafted in the top ten, let's say you, I mean, let's say you you end up happening. What happens to him? Might what happened to to Lamar? You just you fall down into the teens or in the in the twenties in the late first round, and then you go to a, a team that's you know kind of has a quarterback, or at least they're already somewhat good, and you can just sit there and you can work on rehabbing, and you end up getting them behind a better team rather than. You know, going to a team that let's just gonna be honest, a team that sucks, <laughs> a team that really doesn't have any anything like that, and then you know, boom, and then and who's say okay, you you getting hurt again or anything like that? I mean, uh, it, it's a lot of variables, and I mean, it's a lot of time from it's a lot of time from now until April, and then I mean, he even he got to make sure that he can even do anything as far as like uh, a, a pro day. I mean, cause we, I mean, um, we know that the combine is pretty much out, out the window. Cause that's next month. Uh, I'm pretty sure that he, you know, he'll still be rehabbing by that time or, you know, kind of in the, in the works of it and trying to see where his progress is. But I mean, I'm, a, a pro day, I'm pretty sure we somewhere in March. I'm not sure exactly when, uh, Alabama's pro day is, but you know, he maybe can see if he can try to get, you know, try to get a pro day there. And I mean, if he just looks, you know, somewhat healthy, he still might get picked in the top 10. You know, I mean, he ain't really losing. You know, it's a, I mean, yeah, it's a difference in the money between, you know, being a top 10, like early in the first round, late in the first round, but it ain't, it's not that much of a difference, uh, you know, compared to, getting drafted in the first round and maybe in the fourth, you know. And you got that extra you got that extra year guaranteed pretty much on that on that option because you're getting picked up in the first round. You have one more extra year than you would like those those later round guys would be. So I mean it, to me it just it didn't make any other sense but to come out. You was you were gonna come out this year anyway if you was fully healthy. You was gonna come out anyway. I'm pretty sure we all knew that. 
that you was that you was coming out. So you might as well just keep it there. I mean, you don't you don't owe he doesn't owe the University of Alabama anything else. I mean, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty much he gonna be he gonna be the first quarterback to get drafted in the first round for saving <laughs> ever. I mean, and yeah, yeah, ever, ever, pretty much, just about. I mean, so. You might as well, you know, just let's just get out there, bro. Let's just get bro, get that money, man. You know, what I'm saying, forget what the NCAA talking about, cause <laughs> you know they already they got their own issues as is with trying to, man, you know, that's man. We could, that's a whole podcast. Yeah, that's 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 like two episodes worth. We could talk. <laughs> we can all talk about it, knowing from. From just being in it, from being around it, and you being dealing with it, like, <laughs> yeah, we can, we could, that could, that could be a whole series <laughs> sitting up here talking about the NCAA, but we not even going, we not even going to touch into that with them. Uh, who as far as offseason goes, them the, them the young guns, what about, okay, what about the, what about these, what about the older guys? Man, nah, hold on, I'm sorry, I got to bring this up. What is Jake Fromm doing leaving Georgia? I man, I didn't want him, I didn't want him to leave. I I thought he should have stayed one more year. Um, yeah, the arm the arm talent is there. Him being accurate and everything like that, but I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe someone. I I just I just feel like okay. Maybe someone's thinking about him late first. That's the only that's the only thing I can think of that that's the only thing I, I can think of. That was. I don't know. I that I was like my cousin, I was in the mall with my cousin, he like, Jake Fromm is leaving. Let's go to the draft. I was like, What? Huh? Yeah. I mean this the talk's on him. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. I mean the, the talks on him the talks on him and the talk about him and how everybody felt about him, I guess, you know, everyone's thinking that he could be a good NFL quarterback. Um possibly he won't be. Yeah, I mean of course, but it's it's like he might have been I I mean probably I think he's he I think he's pretty much in like everybody's top five as far as position wise, as far as coming out in the draft. And I guess I guess as a quarterback you can't you I mean I guess you can't really go away from that, you know. But my thing is, is like, I don't. I'd be surprised if he went first round. I don't like I said, unless maybe somebody got him, someone had him going there, maybe late first round to get picked up between any one of these playoff teams. But I don't see it. I if that's I see him maybe day two, you know, round two, I round round two, round three. Him, I definitely don't see him in the first round. I would be highly surprised if he was in the first round. And then, I mean, day two was second and third round. I mean, maybe I just don't. I just don't. I don't know. I just I don't. I don't see. I don't see him. He's obviously one of the best quarterbacks that's coming out. I, like I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I just don't. I don't see him as NFL ready. Just yet, like I don't know, I don't know, and maybe it may be um 
thinking because of what I've seen, just maybe because, you know, he was playing with young receivers this year or or what, you know, that could play a factor, you know. You, well, I, that definitely plays a factor when you're playing with younger receivers. You've been playing with older guys this freshman and sophomore year. But um, I, just don't, I just don't know. I just don't think this year, you know, I just don't think this year he performed to the level that we are probably accustomed him, accustomed to him seeing uh, us seeing him play. Uh, yeah, and I, I mean, it, it's it, just it, it surprised me. It, it, I, it definitely caught me um, off for, guard for sure. And I, I mean, it's it's kind of like a, and it's like a gap. I mean, it's a gap between like because first of all, everybody knows you know everybody knows of course. Joe Burrow is getting picked number one. I mean, yeah. clearly, I Cincinnati would be crazy not to not to draft him number one. So everybody knows he's going number one overall. He's gonna be the first quarterback taken. Uh, I mean, after that, after that, you got Tua. I mean, because everybody still, you know, at one point, no, no one saw Joe Burrow come out of nowhere like this. Because really, everybody was saying that Tua was gonna be the first pick of yeah, this year's exactly. draft. So I think it's those two. And then it's like a gap between everybody else. I mean, you got uh, 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 kind of ironic, of course, Jacob Eason. Uh, yeah. You know, you got Jacob Eason there. You got Justin Herbert from Oregon. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts. You know, it's you know. That's a good example. The way I feel about Jake Fromm is the same way I felt about what people were saying. Justin Herbert should come out. Should have came out last year because I felt like Jake, Justin Herbert should have stayed. Which he did. He should have stayed and played that last season. And he had a good season this year. And he had a good season. That's the same way I felt about Jake Fromm. I'm not saying like I was saying that Herbert, uh, Justin Herbert wasn't going to be a good quarterback or um, wasn't NFL ready. I just felt like he needed to stay back and take you know yeah. just take one more year just, yeah. to kind of develop a little bit more. And that's the same way I felt about Jake Fromm. Yeah, and and like you said, yeah, the, trust me, there, yeah, the receiving core was young, but I mean, like, it's it, the receiving core down there is young, but it's very, very promising, very talented. I mean, man, George Pickens is a beast. Like, yeah, he is. For he him, is just him being a freshman, like he he a beast. I mean, you would have had a you would have had a target there. I mean, UGA never run out of running backs. You know, even though DeAndre yeah. DeAndre gone, but I mean, you still had Heron down there and. It, Dalvin Cook, little brothers there. I mean, yeah, you, <laughs> and then the Zeus, yeah, the Zeus, uh, White or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. Like I mean, it's you know what I'm saying. Like <laughs> it's it, it, the the weapons definitely would have been there. I mean, now I mean, I, now I know a couple of the linemen are gone, and uh, K Mays is was transferring to to UT. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, but I I think they would have had enough. I mean, because LeCount came back on defense. So I mean, I I think if he, I think if Jake would have stayed there, man, like that team could have again could have been fighting for an SEC championship. And in the in the playoff berth, if if Jake comes back, like that's me. That's how I would have looked at it. Like I mean, I get it. I know everybody's saying that I'm like a top five quarterback, but like position wise, and I get it. But I I felt like he should have stayed one more year too. It kind of it it shocked it kind of shocked me, but I wasn't surprised by it. But I just felt like he should have stayed one more year. Like I said, I know a lot of the because 
sitting with there watching all the most of the Georgia games right there, it was like really a lot of the broadcasters and commentators, they were just, man, they was in love with Jake. <laughs> I mean, sitting up here talking about, you know, how accurate he he could be at times and and how much uh how much he had like an NFL arm and everything like that. And I mean he he does but I'm with you. I just think if he just just kinda stand at one more year and at this point it's it's pretty much you and Trevor Lawrence battling on, you know, who's the top quarterback. I mean I think everybody still would have chose Trevor. Still. You know what I'm saying? But I mean like you could have, you know, it could be to where, you know, this is, you know, pretty much you you and him and everybody else is kind of like separated because I mean, every, I know everyone's gonna be sitting up here talking about you know sitting up here talking about uh next year's gonna be sitting up here talking about Trevor. So I mean, and everything like that. But I I definitely would have stayed one more year. I would have liked him to stay for one more year. But I mean, I understand it, it is what it is. And you know, for for some people, like I said, it's. It's Burrow and Tua, and then it's everybody else is kind of like jumbled up. I mean, some people, you know, what I'm saying some people might like Herbert more, some people might like Jake more. Eason is there. I mean, Jalen Hurts, all he did was win. You know, I mean, it. It's kind of you know, it's it's all in the mix there between everybody after Tua. It's kind of like they all washed in and mixed up together. I mean, who you know, we we don't really know. So I'm. I guess I can kind of see where he can see that to where like well maybe I might be the I might be the third quarterback taken or I might not be the fifth or the sixth quarterback taken. I don't, who knows? I think I rather I think I would have rather came back knowing worst case scenario if I don't get hurt, more than likely we're gonna have a good year. We're gonna win 10, 11 games pretty much almost again. Get a chance for SEC championship. Get a chance to go to the playoffs. Might run into, you know, probably going to run into Clemson again because, I, I mean, I think Clemson will be back there next year regardless of what happens on Monday. Uh, uh Oh, well, never mind. I I'm, I just got a, I just got a uh, bleacher report. Georgia just landed uh, – Georgia just landed uh, Jamie Newman, the quarterback from Wake Forest. Transfer. Yeah, he's transferring. He's coming to Georgia. Wow. <laughs> he's good. That's, that's okay. Okay. Uh <laughs> all right. Okay. So we still well That's different. Yeah, that's different. That's different. That's that's kinda yeah, like in Wake Forest, I was uh Wake Forest was a team that I was high on. Um uh, I thought they as good as they was been playing, I thought they could have uh beat uh Clemson, you know, they again uh stomped. Yeah. Um, oh, was a big reason why Wake Forest was as good as they were. For sure. Oh, I'm being, I'm being so, I'm being so disrespectful right now, saying Jake could be the second quarterback. I really forgot about that dude at Ohio State, but I'm not gonna say his name. <laughs> why not? Man, you know how I feel about him, bro. The way he, the, that's crazy. The way he balled out this year, <laughs> the way he balled out this year, and how sometimes. UGA was struggling to score 16 points was making me so mad, bro, because I'm like, oh, we had this, man. Like, we could have been doing this. Like, oh. You know, you know, honestly, like, you know, I'm, I'm from Georgia, from Atlanta, all that type of stuff. I really, never really cared for UGA football, so it is what it is to me. 
But see, that makes it to me. To me, that makes it even more better. I would have. I, I probably I would have came back. I would have me. Me as me and Jake. I mean, well, you know, now it doesn't matter now with them getting Newman, but um, that's a big pickup. That that is. That's a big pickup. That's a good solid quarterback, connection quarterback. SEC is a little different, but you know, experience is experience, no matter you know what, uh, you know, no matter wherever you play. Facts. And this, yeah, and it's it's you it's. And Joe Burrow really didn't have any experience at all. Really, he just he just needed a shot. He just needed an opportunity. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's not gonna, especially out there in the SEC East, it's not that many. I don't think it's that many quarterbacks returning or with that much experience either. Uh, I know you. I mean, UT has a young quarterback. Florida got uh Kyle Trask. I mean, he's pretty young. Yeah. Uh, it's it's. What's the status on Jake Bentley? Is he? I know he got hurt, but is he? Bentley is going to Utah. He's transferring to Utah. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. He's going to Utah. I don't even know who's. I know Kelly Brown was there in Missouri this year, but I don't even know who who's going to be there next year. Well, uh, I think it's well. Was he a senior? I look. I don't know. That's a, well, well, that's a good question. Was Kelly? A senior? I don't even know if Kelly was a senior or not. I don't think he was. Senior. I think he was. So he, okay, he'll he'll still be there. But I mean, I they can't. Was, I think he was a junior. But um. But aren't they on, they on probation though? Right? They not. Yeah, I know they're on probation this year. Um, definitely. Um, I don't know if they're still on next year or not. Mm. But they were definitely on probation this year. Ooh! Wow. So that's crazy. There's a lot going on. Oh man, stuff uh, is still happening. Stuff is still happening. Yeah, but I, but yeah, I didn't. I, I kind of hated that he was he was leaving. But hey, I guess you know the the way you get drafted, it really don't matter at this point. Now, I mean, think about what yeah. think about what Dak Prescott is doing, drafting the fourth round. I mean, of course, everybody goes with. I mean, I mean Russell Wilson. He wasn't drafting until with the third round. Uh, yeah. I mean, of course, everybody always like to use Tom Brady as an example. You know, the sixth round. Yeah. So, this this the stock for thing really, I guess, sometimes it really just don't matter. If you can play, you can play. That's it. If you can play, you can play. It is what it is. What what's up now? What's up with these the the the, the O the OGs though? Like Brady Breeze. I mean. I'm not gonna lie. Last weekend was probably like my best weekend ever as a sports fan. Like I was in Vegas, I was having fun. I, I was celebrating my Founders Day. The Patriots and the Saints all lost last weekend. Like I, <laughs> I don't think you could get <laughs> as a Falcons fan. I don't think you can be no more happier than that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Your weekend could be bad with the Saints and the the Patriots and Especially the way that the Saints lost oh. and who they lost to again. Oh, oh man, I was like, that's crazy. But I definitely uh, didn't have a bad time last weekend at all. <laughs> so, but it's crazy. Um, speaking, I'll, I'll go to the Saints first. For the Saints, is you, you got to figure out what's something is wrong. Oh, for sure. Clearly. And the reason why I say something is wrong is because 
you can blame, you can say the refs, the refs, the refs. Two years ago, you lost to Minnesota, not because of the refs. You, you lost because of a missed tackle. Last year, um, yes, it was pass interference. We all agree it was pass interference. However, the game did go to overtime, and Drew Brees did throw a pick. You had the ball. Yes. The game. You had the ball. You had the ball, and we're driving it. And Drew Brees ultimately threw a pick that ended the game. And then this year, you're at home. You're 13-3 and in the three seed, which is crazy. But you're at home hosting the playoff game, and you can't really run the ball, can't really do anything on offense. Drew Brees is getting sacked left and right. And Dalvin Cook is doing his thing. Can't really stop the run. And you can't – I mean, you, you the, the whole thing is with the Saints is – Man, if you, if you can get them away from the Superdome, you get them on the road, you you got a chance. But if you go down there to New Orleans, it's almost impossible to win down there. And if I just went down there and won the game now, you know, you got the, was it a PI, was it not, you know, all that type of stuff. I really don't want to get into all that. But the Saints lost the game. Like, they lost. That's, I mean, that's, there's really no other way to put it. They lost the football game. And for a team to be that talented, especially, I mean, especially on offense, but on both sides of the ball, you have you have playmakers on both sides of the ball. Cameron Jordan is, I, 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 I can't stand Cameron Jordan. That's oh, my God. I can't, oh. I can't stand him. I don't like him. It's just, he just gives us problems that I don't want to get into. But Cameron Jordan, Mario Davis, he, he had a breakout year. He was an all-pro this year. Um, their secondary, you know, you got Marshawn Lattimore. He hasn't been with um, – he, he hasn't had as good a year as he had his rookie year. But he's, you know, he's respectable. You got guys, you know, Eli Apple in the secondary and stuff like that. And then the offense I mean, we all know Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, uh, Alvin Kamara. I think they really missed out on Melvin, uh, not Melvin, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of the other Ingram. They really missed out on Mark Ingram. Yeah, yeah. I think they really missed Mark Ingram this year. Um, just having that one-two punch in the backfield, especially when Alvin Kamara went down and he got hurt, I think. If you have, uh, Mark Ingram there, that kind of, uh, I think that would have helped, but I think he definitely would have helped last Sunday. Um, I don't know, man. The Saints, I mean, you can win all these games, you know, regular season games and stuff, but for some reason they get to the playoffs, so you, they, they can't figure it out. And then with the Patriots, I think it's as good as their defense had, had been all year in credit, they only gave up 14 points. To Tennessee, you know, Tennessee really isn't just a juggernaut of an offensive team. Um, obviously, running the football is their bread and butter. And then, you know, you do your thing off, off of play action. But I think that uh, with the Titan, the Titans game, I think really just spoke to uh, in with the Patriots and Tom Brady. I really didn't think, you know, once the game was over, um, I was telling people, you know, you know, people were saying, you, you know, I think he's leaving. I'm like, I really don't see him. I see him playing again, 
but I don't see him playing anywhere else. But now the more and more I, you know, kind of, I think about it and you see, you know, you know, he made the Instagram post, you know, he's not, he has more to prove and stuff like that. Which he don't. I, but... I, he don't. You know, <laughs> in his mind, he does. You know, because people think he's done. I could really, I, now I, I almost have all the mindset that he might not be in New England this year. Um, that's just my thinking. Um, the Patriots in general, they don't have the backup. As far as I know right now, so definitely, um, I don't know what they're gonna, what the Patriots are gonna look like next year. As long as they keep everybody on defense, I mean, their defense will still be elite. But without Tom Brady back there, who knows? He didn't have a lot of help as far as weapons goes. Um, you bring in Antonio Brown, and we all know what's up with him. No one really knows what's wrong with him, but we know of that story. But I think it's, it's definitely weird to have both. Drew Brees and Tom Brady out of the playoffs on Wild Card Weekend. When normally, we're not accustomed to seeing them on Wild Card Weekend. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just this now. This is just me. I mean, you can kind of you can call this trolling, or you can me just kind of like dedicated to me just me being a Falcon fan as well, but. uh I just think that all these recent playoff losses that the Saints have been going through, I think all this stems back to to the whole bounty situation. I just think that's kind of like their – I don't want to call it a curse. <laughs> I don't want to call it a curse, but I mean, I mean, like every – I mean, I feel like ever since the bounty thing kind of came about, that kind of – you know, it, it kind of tarnished everything for them. I mean – yeah. The the I mean the ring is the ring is there, uh, they got that you know I still say it's by luck, and the reason why I say it's, the only reason why I say it's by luck is because if it wasn't for the bounties and if it wasn't for Brett Favre throwing that the most probably the dumbest interception he ever threw in his career in the NFC Championship game I don't even think they get there. They were in field goal range. Yeah. It was tied up. It was like, you know, however, it was less than a minute left in the game. They were in field goal range. All you have to do is just not turn the ball over. I think if they didn't even if they didn't even gain another yard, I think they was like it was like fifty five, fifty seven yard field goal maybe. And uh they they kicker that year was pretty good. It wasn't Blair Walsh. Um yeah. <laughs> you know, like they had a pretty good kicker there in Minnesota at the time. I I mean I don't I mean it's not guaranteed that he would have made the kick, but I don't know. I mean it's a you know worst case scenario. At least it doesn't go into overtime because of an interception. It's a missed field goal from fifty some plus yards out, which you know that's hard for any kicker. I don't care how good you are. That's still not a that's not a gimme for any any kicker, no matter who no. you are. You know, so that's that. But I just I just think you know ever since the I just think ever since you know the the whole bounty gate situation came out, I think that's kind of put a tarnish like on a lot of things like uh i mean because from that point on i know there was a that you got you had the you had you had the beast quake you had the Brandon davis catch <laughs> I, mean, I mean no for real bro think i mean like ever ever since after the whole bounty gate situation came about you had i mean well when did when did was was it was it the next year after that or was it the was it the year after that or whatever when they did the bounty gate thing bounty gate was the year they won the Super Bowl. 
All right. So yeah, I mean, think about it. Like after that, after after that, you had the you had you had yeah, the beast quake. You had the beast quake. Yeah. You had the Vernon Davis catch. Yeah. They went three straight years, so they were seventy to nine. Like Drew Brees was doing passing for all these yards, but their defense couldn't stop anybody. They had them, yeah. they had them three straight years to seventy nine. And now they've won they've won the division three straight years, but every year, every year since every every of those every years they done winning the division, they've been knocked out on the last play, whether it be yeah. fluke, the refs didn't give them a call or whatever. I mean that's what's been going on, and I can say I'm not trying to call it a curse. And I know Saints fans will probably look at it like, "Oh, bro, you like the Falcons, so you really trolling." I mean, I'm not trying to make it seem like that, but I'm just presenting what's been given to us ever since Bounty Gate. They've won with maybe two playoff games, maybe two. Yeah, cause the year. Because Beast Quake was a wild card game. Yeah. So that was one and done. The Vernon Davis. Yeah, Vernon Davis, that was, was that? That was in the division around. Yeah, that was division around. So that, mean, that means they at least won one game. So that's one game they won in the wild card. Uh, the catch, that was a, that was a, that was a divisional round. Yeah, that was a division round. So they won one game there. Last year. They won. Okay, they, they so they yeah so they that was the NFC Championship. So they won three playoff games since yep. then. I mean, yeah, and I mean, just every they just and I I mean they just keep finding they just keep finding new ways to lose. I don't <laughs> I don't yeah. I mean I don't know. I mean I don't know I don't know what's their I don't know what's their situation there. And I mean. Their, I mean, their situ, their situation at quarterback is a a lot better than the Patriots. I mean, because pretty much, I mean, Robert Robert Kraft pretty much kind of made Belichick get rid of all their backups, they good ones. Um, and they all playing or starting somewhere. Jimmy G is in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, but the thing but is, is yeah, and and the thing, but the thing is, is like, well. Who knows what's gonna happen with Teddy Bridgewater? Like, is it will a will a team give him a chance to you know possibly start yeah. somewhere or or what? I mean, I don't know. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of different different you know variables with that. And I mean, it's kind of and this is kind of affecting like Drew Brees' legacy. Like, I mean, because I feel like if he left today, if he retired or you know retired today. I would just how I would call his legacy. I mean, he. I would look at him just like, I mean, he's another Dan Marino. He just he has the ring. Yeah. A lot of the records, you know, transcending the games. You know, uh, own. I mean, own by own. He owns just about every every good passing statistic that you could possibly want and have as a quarterback. I mean, but. Doing all that and really only one ring to show for it. I don't know, you know. I mean, he he's a Hall of Famer for sure. Probably more than likely first ballot just because of everything that he's accomplished. Like I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to belittle his accomplishments or discredit it. But when you get into that, it's so funny how every like for example when they made the 
the whole all-time 100 team list. And granted, it was not a good list, but I don't think I'm I'm really not putting no disrespect. I'm not putting Drew Brees in that quarterback list. I mean, I just I just can't. I couldn't really put him in that quarterback list, and that's not even me trying to like like I said, that's not me trying to hate, not trying to troll. But I mean, it's it's like it's all those records and all those things to show for. But like you want to compare, you want to want to say, well, why that he's not in the conversations with the you know the Brady's and the 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 Montanas and the even the Trey Aikmans or whatever. And I mean, and his numbers, of course, out out far like blows. I everybody's out the water, but. Yeah. To put him in that level, and you can pretty much kind of you can start to say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers. Like all these numbers and what you do and everything like that is cool, but to now to put you in that conversation with the people with multiple rings, we can't really put you in that conversation because you only got one. Yeah, and that's the whole thing with Aaron Rodgers. Everybody feels if he can get one more, then you can okay, he, he can re-enter that conversation because right now it's kind of iffy. Yeah, but if you win one more, you're like okay. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers can be in that conversation for sure. Drew Brees is a great quarterback. I I don't like playing against him. Still don't, even if he comes back. Um, it's it's just unfortunate. You gotta start kind of looking at Sean Payton a little bit with all of this, because like I said, regardless, refs. I learned one thing playing football, really any sport. Refs are gonna make calls. Refs are gonna miss calls. At the end of the day, you gotta make a play. Now, granted, the call last year was egregious. That was blatantly a pass interference. But it was. It, it, I don't know how you did. There's nobody in their right mind that can say that wasn't a pass interference last year. That it was a championship game. But if you fast forward to this year in Week 17, the 49ers got away with a with a passing trans as well. Yeah. Um, Fred or Warner was literally holding Hollister, um, the tight end for the Seahawks, in the end zone. They, they did not call passing trans. So it happens. Should it happen? No, but it happens. So, um, they're the rest going to make calls. They're going to miss them. It is what it is. But, you got to make plays at the end of the day to win the game. And the Saints just didn't make the plays at the end of the game to win. Why do you have P.J. Williams on a tight end at the end of the game when he's by himself? I do not understand. I do not know why you at least don't have a safety on him. But, like I said, you got to deal with it. You gotta, it is what it is. you got to deal with it. They did the same thing with George Kittle. A cornerback was on George Kittle when he made that big long run. Yeah, the uh, the uh, the fourth and one play, right? Yeah, yeah. Why you have tight ends? I mean, why you have cornerbacks on tight ends in those type of situations? I do not know. Especially one, Kyle Rudolph is kind of you know, he's not one of the he's not a scrub, but he's definitely not one of the best tight ends on the division. One of the best tight ends in the game, but George Kittle is arguably the best tight end in football. You had a cornerback on you. So, it, all, it comes down to coaching, too. Players got to make plays, but NFL, it's a coach's league. Facts. 
coaches win and lose games. Uh, and speaking of coaches, uh, so there's been coaches. yeah. Speaking of coaches, <laughs> so there's been five. There were five teams uh, looking for new coaches uh, for going into the 2020 season, which is kind of kind of low compared to the normal. You know about seven or eight that normally happens. At least a third of the league always is looking for a new coach. But uh, uh, this time, this time only only five teams uh, had vacant vacant jobs, which was uh, the Redskins, uh, Washington Redskins, Newark Giants, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, the uh, Carolina Panthers, and the Cleveland Browns. So uh, four out of the five, you know, just kind of updating people, you know, for those who may not really, you know, ain't ain't checking for it because, you know, the playoffs is going on right now and you ain't your team might be in the playoffs, so you're not really looking at the offseason stuff like that just yet. Uh, four out of the five teams have new coaches. Uh, the Redskins picked up former Panthers coach Ron Rivera, uh, which is to me is a, a very good hire. Uh, the Cowboys went with uh, Mike McCarthy, um, former Packers coach, Super Bowl champion coach. Um I don't know. Everybody has mixed reviews on that one, but in my opinion, I think that's a that's a decent hire for you know a team that has a chance to to win now. You know, I mean, maybe long term you still might need to get another coach here and there, but whatever. I think for like present time, I think that's a good hire. Um, but the two that strike that striking me uh, right now, and and I'm I'm probably gonna say three because I'm pretty sure Cleveland. Cleveland uh, interviewed. Uh, Cleveland interviewed Josh McDaniels, so he he may be you know they he may be getting it. Who knows? I don't know. But uh, Matt Rule, uh, former Baylor coach, former Temple coach, getting the, the Carolina job, and and Joe Judge <laughs> um, getting the Giants head coaching position, and. Um, what was he? What was he? A special teams coach, wide receiver coach. Yeah, wide receiver special team coach. Um. So we named, you know, we just we just named basically five coaches, or you know, or a soon to be coach or anything like that, and four of them white and one Hispanic. But I mean, really, there really wasn't no changeover. Ron Rivera just really, you know, just switched basically switched teams. Um. But there's a plethora of African American, uh, a plethora of black coaches um, that's out here that's really qualified to probably be a head coach out here, and they're not really they're not really getting the opportunity like that to uh, to be a to be a to be a coach in the in the league here and. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's really noticing like that. This is the problem. Um, the NFL has this 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 Rooney rule to where you're supposed to give uh, a quote, of course, like a a, a a coach of color, or, you know, race, ethnicity, whatever, uh, a chance, I guess, to to interview. But what is it? What is it that's going on to where 
certain guys are not even like some of these like some of these black coaches ain't even getting like a proper interviews to eat to interview with some of these teams like for me for example Leslie Frazier defensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills I mean he you know he used to he used to be a head coach at the, in uh, for the Minnesota Vikings and albeit when he was there I mean his record isn't like that solid. And I know this would kind of sometimes what you look at wins and losses, but I mean, Christian Ponder was his quarterback. Uh, I don't know what, what more you can do with that. <laughs> you had Christian yeah. Ponder, you had Christian Ponder as your quarterback and, you know, that's, and that's you, tough. you, you missed a year with, well, you, you missed, you missed some time. Yeah. There was a year where, was he there when, the, when agent Peterson was suspended? Was he there for that? No, I don't think he was there for that, but I don't think so. But I mean, all you had was AJ Peterson and nothing else, pretty much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but but anyway, him being the defensive coordinator now for the Buffalo Bills, and everyone knows how legit Buffalo defense is. That I, I mean, I don't know, I don't, I can't, I don't know if they were number one, but they were for sure a top three defense this year. Yeah, a lot of people give credit to. Uh... Sean McDermott for that, but I, I I definitely I understand where you're going. <laughs> I mean, he, he's the defensive coordinator there. Like he, you mean yeah. to tell me he, you mean to tell me he can't be qualified to to be a head coach again anywhere? Uh, uh, Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator, the offensive coordinator at Kansas City. I mean, the reason, the reason, part of the reason why Pat Mahomes was MVP last year. Throwing all the touchdowns that he had this year, the way that they balling, how they've been balling on offense the past couple of seasons, after they got Mahomes in to, to be the starting quarterback, you don't think he could be qualified enough to, to be a, a a a head coach? Jesus Christ, well, Jim! With that one is because uh, they, they say Eric Andy Reid um, calls plays. <laughs> I think that's still to me. That's just I don't know. I think that's still. A little BS to me, but who else? Oh, oh my gosh, Jim Jim Caldwell. Like, how come he ain't? I mean, he hasn't coached since he hasn't coached since coaching the Lions, and when he coached them there, they went to the playoffs two out of three years. How yeah. is how is he not getting? Like, I, it's like I just feel like it's a lot of it is a lot of. Black coaches out here that's not getting their fair shake of opportunity. Then when they do, they out one or two years. Vance Joseph, Steve Wilkins. They're not even giving them fair shakes. But but Cliff Kingsbury can leave USC. Clean, Cliff Kingsbury can leave, leave to be the USC offensive coordinator and didn't even have a, a winning record coaching at Texas Tech. He can get a job with the Cardinals. Don't nobody know nothing about this Joe Judge dude. <laughs> Nobody knows nothing besides the okay. He was with the Patriots, so he must know something with, with being with Belichick. And he gets the job, and they say, "Oh, because he blew them away in the interviews." So, like, I'm just trying to figure out what are what are the different uh, race counterparts. What are they doing differently than? What the the black coaches are doing, like what what is it that they are doing that's blowing quote unquote blowing the teams away to hire them? 
Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely, positively, nothing. Nothing, bro. You, 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 I, I don't, you don't, you, there's, how can I say this nice? The name of the coaching game isn't how much you know, but who you know. Yeah. And, it seems as though these organizations don't know how I do not know, but it seems as though they don't know that it is okay to hire a black coach every now and again, um, or that there are black coaches out there that are qualified to coach football because there are black coaches that coach football mm-hmm. and have success and have had success coaching football. Look at Mike Tomlin. Yep. Look at Anthony Lynn, who had a down year this year, but last year was in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, just to name a couple. Um, and I wasn't trying to, while you were leading into it, Sanders, I wasn't so much cutting you off, but I was just giving you the excuses that were that that's been yeah. Say, that's been given out. Yeah, with Les, uh, Leslie Frazier in in Buffalo. Yeah, he's the defensive coordinator, but you know Sean McDermott is a defensive mind. He's the one that's you know he's the one that um, that spearheading the defense and all that type of stuff. And Leslie Frazier had had his opportunity in Minnesota, yes, but who's to say that he can't get another shot? Right. Eric Enemy is the offensive coordinator for one of the best offices in the National Football League. But uh, like, it's speculated that he's not calling plays. So because but, he's not calling plays, yet he's the offensive coordinator. That kind of deems him unworthy. But it's crazy, so, though, bro. Like, think about it. Most coordinators that they got out here for the African Americans, what, what side of the ball are they on? They on the defensive side. Yeah. So the fact, that, the fact that he's an OC, like. Maybe take a chance, you would think. It's, it, it's unexcusable. It's really nothing like it's That's really the only way to describe it. You, 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 I play receiver. I, my next move is I'm hoping to become a receiver's coach. I could not imagine going from a receiver's coach to a head coach. I cannot imagine going from a special teams coach to a head coach. Facts. I don't know what Joe Judge and I'm, I don't know what he could have said or done to have moved David Gilder so much that they decided to hire him. Like I don't, I don't, and I'm not saying that he's not a good coach, but if you want to go ahead and just look at it, the Patriots receivers weren't, I mean, they didn't have a lot of talent, but they weren't, not to say they didn't have a lot of talent. There wasn't a lot of production coming from that group. Right. So, his last coaching job that he did really wasn't something that should move a potential employer. Yeah, he, he, he coached under Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, and I believe that has something to do with it. 
Um, I don't get it. The Queensberry thing. I don't. I mean, I don't get that. I really didn't understand that one either. The whole thing was he loved Kyler Murray, and we're gonna take Kyler Murray and pitch him, and we're gonna do this with the offense and yada yada yada. Arizona was terrible this year. It was his first year, but you know they were terrible. You just, I don't know. I don't know what else. I don't know what else. Um, not just African American coaches, but minority coaches have to do to um, garner an opportunity to coach in a league that is black. I don't. I don't know what else. I don't know what else you have. Well, I don't know what else we have to do. I don't know what else coaches have to do to get a, at least a, a, a sniff at an opportunity. Um, obviously, the rule rule has to be changed. There's, if if teams are not um, teams are not abiding by the rule rule, obviously, or there's just yeah, we're gonna interview this guy, but we know you know we're not really you know we're not really looking at him. So it is what it is. Um, I just is to answer your question. There's nothing that there's. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know. There's nothing that can. I can say. Obviously, we weren't in that interview with Joe Judge or with Kingsbury or any other coach that you know has gotten hired. But I don't know what's on his resume that you could be like, oh yeah, he's definitely more qualified than everybody. Oh, he's definitely more qualified than Richard Ferguson. Oh, he's definitely more qualified than Jim Caldwell, who coached a Detroit Lions team, who couldn't sniff, who lost, who was 0-16 and couldn't sniff up the playoffs and coached them to two out of three playoff appearances. So, I don't know, man. It, all of that stuff is it's unfortunate. Like, I, it, it's, I don't want to say I, you... you you don't become numb to it, but you become, it's almost a, like, yeah, that, that's just how it goes. Yeah. And, and it, it, it shouldn't be like that, but that's almost what it is. Like, oh, that, that's just how that goes. There's no black, there's no black coach or minority coach. I don't want really to keep saying black. There is no minority coach that is a position coach right now that would get the opportunity to become a head coach. Especially for a franchise like the New York Times. So, there's definitely a lot of changes that have to be made to see the progress that um, that needs to be made. Like, it's, there's no, there's no other way around it. There's something's got to change from the top. Something's got to change, and it's gonna need to change fast. Because at this point, they're gonna, they're gonna. Uh, Run Anthony Lynn and um, Brian Flores, uh, Brian Flores out of the league. This is going to be Mike Tomlin. I think I thought the Broncos were wrong for that club. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, Vance, uh, Vance Joseph? Yeah, Vance Joseph. I thought they were wrong for letting him go after what, one year? It's like, yeah, one, two. It's like one or two seasons, yeah. Yeah, like, you, you, he, you know, he barely get his feet wet. You let the man go. So, and you got Jason Garrett. In Dallas <laughs> for forever, <laughs> twenty years and couldn't win a playoff game. But you know, it you know, it is what it is. 
is 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 definitely something that should be addressed, though. For sure, definitely. Well, we gonna we gonna leave out we gonna leave out of negativity alone now. Um, we gonna try to let's get let's get into let's get into these playoff games. Uh, of course, division around so the top both both uh AFC NFC both top two seeds are gonna play uh this weekend, and I mean man, we really got some really got some nice we really got some nice matchups. All, all weekend, all four games, really, 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 really nice. I mean, tomorrow you got you got both of the top seeds playing tomorrow. Uh, Ravens and the Titans, uh, Vikings, 49ers. Then on Sunday, who is it? It's uh, Chiefs, Texans, and what, Packers, yeah, Packers, Seahawks. Packers, yeah, Packers, Seahawks. I mean... Let me see. You got yeah, Texans Chiefs. That, that that's a, that's a rematch game of this year. Uh, that Houston won. Um, we know about the history in the playoffs between Seattle and Green Bay, with just the history they have here in general here lately. Uh, with the 49ers, 49ers and the Vikings. Uh, Still, to a certain extent, still some both unproven quarterbacks, good good defenses, uh, good running games. That that should be interesting. And then, of course, I mean, uh, you know, upset-minded Titans and them playing pretty much, you know, the MVP of the league in uh, Lamar Jackson. I mean, we, we, we claiming that. We know that he's going to be the MVP. Uh, for, to you, which one is yo, the most – Probably the most interesting game to to probably watch. The one you're gonna be like, I gotta be glued to the TV. Like I gotta watch this. I'm trying to see like what could happen, what matchups, and all things of that nature. Well, obviously, I'm going to watch Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Uh, I think just the ability for the Titans and the Ravens to run this football. I think that um. That definitely gonna blow up for a good matchup, but I'm really looking forward to that Houston um, Kansas City game. Um, just to see Deshaun and Pat Mahomes go at it. Uh, I think the Texans are they getting run for the back? Uh, they say he's a game time decision. If they get Will Fuller back, then I think it's definitely that that. Has the potential to be the best game of the weekend. Um, just to see what the, I was watching the game, the Texans and the Bills, and that play that the child, I missed the touchdown where he carried the guys in the end zone. But um, that last play, I, I, I don't, that's speechless. Man. <laughs> There's really nothing else. I'm just speechless. I don't know how he did it, but. He found a way to pull that off, and I, it was just unreal. And we know Pat, what Patrick Mahomes, what he brings, and how uh, electrifying he is with his arm and all the different angles and arm talent that he has, all the weapons that he has. Um, that game has the potential to be a shootout. Kansas City defense has been playing better as of late. Um, 
And then, you know, you have J.J. Watt back for the Texans. And so now, you know, it's like, okay, well, you got their defense. They have a little bit more juice behind them now. So I think it definitely, between that Houston-Kansas City game, definitely has a lot to live up to. I think that if the Saints would have won, the Saints would have played the 49ers again. Uh, would they? No, no. Well, no. They would have played Green Bay. They would have played Green Bay. Yeah, they would have played Green yeah, Bay. Okay, even then, look, even then, that would have been nice. Yeah, that still would have been nice, though. But that's the Saints going from the dome to, they talk about what, 8 to 10 inches of snow. Woo! So that definitely, that might not have been ideal for uh, the Saints. But that's the Yellow Green Bay game. Good, but I'm looking forward to the Houston Kansas City. Yeah, I think I think that's the one. I think that's the one I'm um uh, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to as well. Uh, I think if I had to, yeah, I think if I had to rank them, I think if I had to rank them, I would put. I mean, they're all pretty good, just just because of the teams that's in it, uh, and you know, and all the storylines and stuff for it. But I think if I had to rank him, Chief Texans is definitely number one. On, on mines, um, number two for me would be would be the actually would be the Vikings and the 49ers just because uh, the the flack or I guess a lot of the things that's kind of came for Kirk Cousins on how he can't win the big one and he, he can never win on Monday night but you know he finally gets a playoff win here and you know things of the nation. And then finally seeing, you know, finally seeing Jimmy G, uh Jimmy Garoppolo in in a playoff game. Like to see, you know, if he's really, you know, up up for this. Cause we know like, of course, big you know, they, they got a stable of running backs right there that they can use, running game. Uh them picking up Emmanuel Sanders was of course probably one of the best pickups of the year. Uh I mean do I even even gotta say much about about George Kittle? Uh, nah, you don't. You know, of course, the defense, the way the defense plays. So it's just it's interesting. And and on top of that, Kyle Shanahan. I mean, think about it. The last time we saw Kyle Shanahan in a playoff game was the that that game in 2017. I'm not gonna say what it was, but when he was the offensive coordinator, that game. I'm not gonna say what game it was, but it's all you know. <laughs> We're not gonna, yeah. We're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna talk about it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the, but that's the last time we seen them in the playoffs, and it didn't, you know, it didn't, it didn't end too well. Uh, <laughs> so you know, I'm interested to see that, and then, but then of course, of course, the Ravens, Ravens, Titans is number three for me, just because. Uh, that's gonna be a physical game. Uh, pretty much the Ravens. The Ravens was the last team to pretty much kind of shut down Derrick Henry after after last year. I mean, before that, wasn't nobody else really. As with him being healthy, could wasn't hasn't anybody been able to, to stop this man? The last team to really stop him was the Ravens. They held him to like, I think what seven carries for like twenty one yards, thirty one yards last year or something like that. Albeit, albeit. You know, uh, that was with Marcus Mariota in that quarterback and it's Ryan Tannehill. But 
Titans offense kind of here recently it's kind of been hot and cold a little bit you know they would they'll sometimes they'll put up 25 30 points and you know sometimes they only do like what they did last week just put up 14 it might be enough but I don't know if 14 points would be enough against against the Ravens uh, uh tomorrow so so I think for me that's interesting I mean of course no no knock to uh, to Seahawks Packers but you know it's just I think to me though those are the those are the the best ones to kind of watch. I think the storylines and what's on the line for a lot of people is kind of you know what what everybody wants to see. And I'm kind of I'm kind of worried, you know, I'm kind of worried about uh you know tomorrow because to me, you know, I think it's been a minute since I can't remember the last time where two where both of the one seeds both made it to the Super Bowl. So it's it's an, it's kind of like almost a gimme that one of these one seeds is gonna get gonna get beat. So who you, between the Ravens and the 49ers, who you think is more vulnerable? I mean, I think we can. I think we both would probably say that it's it's San Francisco. I'm gonna say crazy? I'm gonna say it's San Francisco. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Yeah. For some reason, for some reason. I feel this unease about the Ravens and the and the Titans for some reason. I don't I don't know why. Why? Why? Yeah, why? I think the Ravens are the list. Let me get this straight. I I think the Ravens are gonna win the game. Like I'm picking the Ravens to win. Yeah. I'm picking the Ravens to win. But for some reason I don't like the Titans are hot. And I've had to just kind of go ahead and just concede that, like, that too, you, know, yeah. I, you know, going to school, when we went to school, you know, you, you know, all the Titans fans and all that type of stuff, you know, you're right there about Nashville and all that. And the Titans really haven't, you know, been much of anything um, in recent history. But the way Derrick Henry can run the ball and the way they can chew up clock and Especially like in second half, in the second half of games, like he just like takes over. Now, if if the Ravens jump out and you know they jump out on them 14, 21, nothing, then you know I, I think the game is over because now you you can yeah you you can stick to what you what got you there, but now you force Ryan Tannehill to beat you, and I don't think he he can beat the uh, beat the Ravens. So. That's one thing, but for some reason, I just, I don't know. It's just something, something about this Titans team that's kind of got me like, yeah, you know, you know, I think the Ravens are going to win, but you, you might not want to sleep, might not want to sleep on uh, Tennessee just yet. Um, yeah, and even then, I still, if I wasn't, if I wasn't to pick the, between, well, yeah, between, between the two short seeds, between the two one seeds, even still, you know, I think the Ravens. Because mm. even then, they're still, I mean, you either got to play that. Even though they whooped uh, the Texans earlier this year, you, still, you either play the Texans or you play in Kansas City. And I think that between Houston and Kansas City, there too, that competition is a little bit tougher than it uh, would be for San Francisco, who would have to play Seattle or. True, which is which, which they both beat. I mean, at least they they split with Seattle, and 
Yeah, and they they oh they beat the drum out of <laughs> they be they be Green Bay like a drum. They be Green Bay like a drum that night. Uh, that that week whenever they played each other. Um, but the reason why I'm going, the reason why I'm just going with, like I said, the reason why I'm really just kind of saying San Francisco, uh, is because just you know, I mean, just think about, just think about like what Minnesota did to to New Orleans that offense and basically kind of like you know grounded them to not do anything as much as as high powered as as the Saints offense is to basically it took them pretty much with three three and three quarters for before they finally got anything really going. Yeah. It took them pretty much three quarters to really get some 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 actual rhythm going in in their offense and i mean if 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 minnesota if minnesota can do that and i mean like i mean the thing and the thing is like both of them to me minnesota and san francisco to a certain extent in my opinion they kind of mirror each other almost i mean they kind of they rely on a run game good defense try to you know slow some things down yeah uh and try to see if they can, you know, if they can, you know, make the quarterback uh, beat you. And, you know, it's just the fact that we, we just don't know what to expect. We don't know what to expect from Garoppolo. So, I know last year, I know, like, see, I think the reason why I didn't go with Baltimore is because, yeah, although last year, when they were in the playoffs last year, Lamar didn't have a good game. But that's because the Chargers – played them again the second time around. But I think he's learned from that. You know, he, albeit it was just one game, it's experience. You know, it's experience. You learned that lesson. And depending on the, the also depending on to me, the health of, of Mark Ingram to see how healthy he is with that calf, that, that would make a difference too because, you know, he didn't really have that with him last year, last year either. Um, so that's why I kind of think, you know, the Ravens got a little bit more confidence. I feel like they just got a, like a, you know, they still kind of got a, like a, a swag about themselves to where I don't think that they would get to be so vulnerable with San Francisco. I think they're, they can be a little bit more vulnerable just because of, it's just a whole lot of uncertainty with, with, with Garoppolo. How is Kyle Shanahan going to call the plays? You know, it's. It's been a minute since, I mean, San Francisco hasn't been in the playoffs since Kaepernick. Let's, if we, we, let's keep it a buck here as much as, you know what I'm saying? People want to talk bad about the, talk bad about the man. That's another, that's another podcast episode too. Uh, <laughs> but it's, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a few years since we've seen San Francisco in the spotlight. So, you know, a lot of these guys, they wasn't, you know, I don't think it's too many people on that team that was even there for those playoff runs, probably that I can that I can think of off the top of my yeah. head. So this is all fairly new to them too. Uh, I'm pretty sure when we was looking at this back in August, what none of us sitting up here thinking San Francisco was gonna be 13 and three with the one seed. I don't. I don't think nobody saw that. You know, I thought that they would improve, but I, I thought that. The Rams and that the Seahawks were two were ahead of them in the division, but oh, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. So to me, that's gonna be 
that's gonna be the team to me that I'm like, all right, I want to see like how y'all gonna like how y'all gonna do for sure. Uh, so those all those games with the with the playoffs in the NFL, and then I mean, oh my, like this is the best three day weekend that you can have for if you're a football fan. You got you got the NFL playoffs going on with the divisional rounds, and then you come back Monday night and you finish college football with the national championship game with. Uh, I mean, two teams is basically like on a roll. Um, you got LSU and Clemson. I mean, the Battle of the Tigers, the number one pick in this year's draft against the number one pick in next year's draft. <laughs> Coach O, Dabo, <laughs> uh, T. Higgins, and 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 Justin Ross. Those wide receivers, and then LSU wide receivers with. Jefferson and, and and Marshall, yeah, and all those guys. I mean, it's then it's it's the make it even better. The game is in New Orleans. <laughs> I mean, man, how you how you think that's gonna go? Is it is this gonna be is it gonna be one of those national championship games where we? It's going to be very exciting, a lot of different stuff happening, like how it's kind of been in the past couple of years, or it, or could this could this be Alabama-Notre Dame or Clemson-Alabama last year? Could this where this is like it could potentially be a blowout? What, what do you think could happen? No, I think it's going to be a competitive game. I think it's going to be a good game. I really can't wait. Um, I, this, I don't like. I'm not an LSU fan, but I want LSU to win. Um, I want LSU just because I, I, I was high on Texas this year. I was real high on Texas this year. I thought Texas was going to make that next that next jump. And when LSU went to Texas and beat Texas the way that they did, caught my attention. Yeah. And... Ever since then, it's just about to like, I got LSU every game. I got LSU against them. I got LSU. NC Champs, I got LSU. Playoff semifinal, I got LSU. And National Championship, I got LSU. I think it's going to be a good game. I think that um, that, that it's, it's a strength on strength with um, LSU offense versus Clemson defense. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I would, I mean, Championships always you know, come down to a couple of plays, but it comes down to the defense mm-hmm. and who can make enough stops to get the opposing offense off of the field. I think that, um, you know, Clemson's defense is good, and Brett Venables um, has done a great job. I mean, he's, he's done a great job. Past couple of years now, yeah. Su- su- Surprise! Nobody's tried to make him a head coach nowhere. Yeah, and it's it's, it's surprising, you know, that has been able to keep him there. But I think that um, the job they did against Ohio State cannot be ignored, especially with stopping them and forcing them to the field goals in that semifinal game. But I don't think that they're stopping LSU from scoring touchdowns in the red zone. I think that uh, LSU will make the necessary plays, and then people really aren't talking about uh, 
Clyde was hilarious. Supposed to be back, right? And yeah, yeah he should he should be he should be pretty good and healthy because he they didn't really need him in the in the semifinal he game. Didn't, he didn't yeah he didn't even play. He had one he had one good run. Yeah, when he when he trucked the dude or whatever, but he really didn't play. He was still on the sideline with helmet off, gloves off, just just you know, chilling. So you give him more time to rest up and get prepared for this game, and I think that. LSU's defense, people aren't thinking about how LSU's defense has played later in the year. They're looking back and looking at how uh, they gave up 30 to Vanderbilt and 40 to 40 or 30, however many points to Bama. Um, uh, they gave up all those points to Ole Miss when they went to Ole Miss and stuff like that. But since after that game, that Ole Miss game, their defense has played it's a completely different defense. They play way better in the second half of the season, leading up to the the, the conference championship in these uh, playoffs. Um, and they've gotten healthier on the defensive side of the ball. I think that LSU defense is gonna is gonna come out and play better than people um, are expecting them to. I think they're gonna come out with a little chip on their shoulder. Hearing about Trevor Lawrence and the offense and all that type of stuff, um, so I'm picking LSU, but I think I don't think it'll be a one-sided affair where you know, you know, LSU blows out Clemson or Clemson blows out LSU. I think it'll be a tight game. Um, I, I like I like LSU. Yeah. I like LSU, especially if I mean it's a home game. Yeah, I mean Baton Rouge is only an hour. Yeah, it's an hour away from New Orleans. I mean. They- <laughs> That crowd is gonna be it's gonna be pro. I mean, like it's gonna look split, but it's probably gonna be seventy thirty still, like purple and gold, like for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's gonna be definitely more. Yeah, that's I mean, it's that's a virtual home game uh, for them, and for for me, for me, the only thing. I'm gonna go. I'm going with LSU too. I to be honest, bro. It was hard for me to kind of pick against Clemson just because of, I mean, they've just always found ways to win. <laughs> um, yeah. They've always just found ways to win. But I'm I'm gonna go with LSU as well for the dub. The only thing I'm worried about with with LSU is that I'm hoping on the offensive side of the ball that they didn't peak in the uh, in the Peach Bowl. Like I hope that that wasn't like they best. I mean, granted, I don't. I'm not saying like Joe Burrow's gonna come out here and throw for seven touchdowns again, uh, like on Clemson's defense. But I don't. I don't. I hope that that wasn't like. I don't want them to where okay they threw five touchdowns. He threw five touchdowns. They scored all those points, and then they can't. They can't get twenty one on Clemson. You, you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't. I hope it's not like that. It was like, well, dang, maybe they just peaked too soon and, and did too much in the in the in the semifinals. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm with you all the way. Like, only, only thing as far as like what you said, I have to. I wasn't that high on Texas. I kind of figured that they was kind of gonna be a little a little overrated this year. But I was, but still at that time, I mean, that was a big game, and pretty much every big game that LSU was in, I just felt like that they were gonna. They were gonna win, and I and like you said, everybody want to talk about their defense. But I mean, like, I mean, they're saying, oh, them giving up thirty to Vanderbilt. I mean, they scored sixty six. <laughs> I mean, they scored sixty six, and I, I don't. I mean, and I think 
they might have honestly, honestly, they might have really on defense. They might have gave up really technically. I think only like sixteen of that thirty because I think one was like a special team touchdown, and I think the other one was like a pick six or something like that. Uh, I mean, the Bama game. I kind of I saw that coming as a shootout. I didn't think that that was gonna be you know what nobody defense was gonna stop anybody there. I figured it was gonna be whoever got the ball last. And then the old Miss game. I mean, that was that was the week after the Bama game. I mean, yeah. you know scheduling. You know how that is. You you you, you coming? Up, yeah, that's a trap game. You coming up high off a big win, but I mean, like you said, after that they pretty much shut they shut everybody down. Like I mean, they dismantled Texas A and M. They they oh my. God. Oh my God! Yeah, because let's go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I mean the way that they the way that they shut down the way that they shut down UGA in the SEC championship game. I mean, pretty much yeah. held. I mean, they they put. They put Oklahoma in control. Yeah, the way that the defense that has been going. That, that, that was disrespectful. Yeah. That Oklahoma, um, granted they were missing starters in the, in the secondary and stuff like that, but that was very disrespectful what they did to Oklahoma. I feel like they should for, uh, fill out a formal apology to Lincoln Riley. <laughs> Lincoln Riley, uh, Bob Stoops. Um, the, the whole the whole university. <laughs> It was, it, man, you couldn't believe it. I just want to. I just want to make sure. I hope that they didn't like. You know that they don't. They don't. Um. They didn't. You know. Peak too much in in that semifinal game. Like I said, it's just. It's so hard. It's so hard to beat Clemson. Like, cause just like you said, the fact like in it. If we being honest, if 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 they don't hold Ohio State to those field goals, that game is probably a blowout too. At that we're gonna look up, it's probably twenty four to nothing, thirty one to nothing. The, the them holding them to three field goals instead of, you know, getting one touchdown to three field goals instead of maybe three touchdowns and a field goal. Now instead of instead of it being just sixteen to nothing, it would have been twenty eight nothing, thirty one nothing or something like that. And that pretty much like kept them in the game. Like Clemson oh, Clemson's yeah. defense for sure saved them on that. But I I'm with you. I don't know I don't know if they can hold LSU to field goals like that. I think if LSU gets in the red zone, I don't see them I don't see them all the time missing out like that and going for field goals. I think that they'll capitalize and get touchdowns. But I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a good game. I think it's gonna be like kinda like how the first couple uh Clemson Alabama games kind of went a lot of back and forth. A lot of there'd be a big play made here and there somewhere, and somebody that we probably won't even expect is gonna make a big play. Uh, 
Um, but I'm gonna go. I'm with you. I just can't. I just. I mean, besides from Alabama, I just I just don't like Alabama like that. I just really can't see myself not pulling for an an, an SEC school. Um, I just don't like Alabama. I just don't like Alabama. No disrespect, but you know. Because if this is if this is if this is Clemson Alabama again, I'm for sure going for Clemson. But I just I just think the way that the way that things been the way like you said the way things just been going for LSU here recently, I just feel like they. I mean, I hate to sound so cliche. Just to me, it just sound like they just, they just like a team of destiny. Like this is just destined for them. Yeah, it's just that's how it, you just get that feeling. Yeah. Like, if LSU doesn't win it this year, not saying that they win, they could win it again. But it's just like. It lines up so like just perfect, like yeah, like this finally, is like the whole this whole time with less miles. You got the defense. You can run the football. The LSU was good. What are you missing? Quarterback. Quarterback. What are you missing? And, like repeatedly, just missing a quarterback, missing a quarterback. If LSU could get a quarterback. They they be. National championship contenders, and it's not like they weren't national championship contenders, but they could, you could legitimately say, seriously, like, yeah, seriously, is a national championship contender. And last year, you know, Joe Burrow didn't really didn't have a great year, but Coach O makes the decision to bring in Joe Brady and revamp that offense, and that is that was huge, and he was just like. Like you just like opened up like, like it it like. Cause it's the same. It's pretty. It's kind of the same guys there from last year. I mean, oh, yeah, exactly. it's the same guys. As a, as a guy that loves offense, it's so beautiful to watch. They like just to watch man the offense and how they operate in the plays and the schemes and all that type of stuff. The five man protections and all that type of stuff. It's just it's it's a just a beautiful thing to watch for a guy like me, and that's gonna be one of the things too. Um, they really, I mean, you know, they use uh, that Moss. They use him in like you know protection and stuff like that sometimes mm-hmm. in the backs and stuff like that. But most of the time, it's five man protection, and, and um, Venables like to bring guys from everywhere. All uh, type of different exotic blitzes and all that type of stuff. So I think that's gonna that's gonna be a adjustment too for LSU. Just trying to um, make sure the offensive line have have their eyes in the right place because he'll bring guys from safeties, corners, guys from the slot, linebackers. He was, you know they stunt, they you know all type of, all type of stuff, delayed blitzes. So it's gonna be um. It's So we 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 both agreeing we going with we going with LSU to to win the to win the to win the ship there in New Orleans right yeah right okay all right so what we got left uh oh we didn't well we kind we kind of we kind of picked but we really didn't we pick picked, 
the Ravens game, yeah. Yeah. So we yeah, we so we both going with the Ravens over the Titans, right? Yep. Yeah, pr- pretty much. But we wouldn't be surprised. It's gonna be closer than what people think. I don't think like I, said, I don't think they just gonna blow them out neither. But it just depends on what happens. Like if if the Ravens shut down, if the Ravens shut down Derrick Henry like they did last year in the in the regular season, and Ryan Tannehill can't get anything going, and like you said, you look up it's and and, and they don't stop Lamar Jackson and them, and you look up it's fourteen nothing, twenty one nothing, then it's it's pretty much that's pretty much a done deal. That game is over. Uh, but I think I think it's gonna be closer than what people expected. Uh, but yeah, so let's see. We both picked the Ravens, Minnesota, Minnesota, San Francisco. Who you got? Uh, I got San Francisco. I think, um, I think Davin Cook is a bad boy. He definitely did his thing for me, or uh, fantasy this year. But, um, I just think I, li- I like San Francisco and that defense at home. Um, and I think, you know, the, the Vikings defense is nothing to sneeze at. But I just, I just, I like, I like that front four for um, for San Francisco. I like that, I like that front four and that defense at home. So I'm going for San Francisco. Part man, part of me wants to go. Part of me wants to go with Minnesota for the upset, but I think, I, I think I'm still, I'm still go with San Francisco. Um, I'm gonna still go with San Francisco just because I think they'll 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 find a way to kinda to kinda neutralize Dalvin Cook just a little bit more than what Minnesota could probably do to San Francisco offensive weapons because I mean that's it's that's pretty much a Minnesota I mean San Francisco pretty much has a, a, a real good balanced offense. I mean they got they got three running backs that they could just give the ball to at any time. They got one of the best tight ends in the game. Uh, a good, a good, a good group, a good core of young receivers, um, along with Emmanuel Sanders. Because, uh, I mean, they 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 just find a way. I don't know. Kyle Shanahan just makes sure he finds a way to get get the ball in like all of his best players' hands. I mean, they running jet sweeps with Debo Samuel and. Once he gets the ball, he turns into a he turns into a running back. Uh, yeah, Emmanuel Sanders kind of being like their number one receiver. Kendrick Bourne. I mean, they got. I mean, they got a they got a good cutter. Yeah, they got a lot of weapons, and I just think that that they'll find a way to 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 get over on top over Minnesota. But I I wouldn't be surprised if, if Minnesota did pull off the upset because I mean, like I said, it's just. Road team, I ain't gonna lie. Road teams haven't done that really well in the division round, in the divisional round here in the last couple of years. But yeah. it's also, it's just been also a given that, for the most part, a, the top seed is gonna lose somewhere in between now the division round and before the Super Bowl. I, I can't. I was it maybe 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 Patriots Seahawks was the last time one seeds both made it. I think they were both yeah. one seeds. That that might have been the last time. So that's been. That's been coming up on six years now, so it'll let you know like a one seed ain't gonna at least one of at least one of the one seeds ain't gonna make it, you know. So maybe you know I don't know. My Super Bowl matchup I was calling for for the rematch was Ravens Forty ers but 
it's hard. I don't know. It's hard for to have both one seeds to try to make it back. But I'm gonna go with San. I'm gonna go with San Francisco for the dub. Um. So what we got? We got Sunday's games. Uh, let's go Packers Seahawks. These next two are the hardest too. Yeah, these these are hard. These next two are the, uh, too hard for me to choose. Um, if it's snowing, like they say it's supposed to, with eight to ten inches of snow, Jesus, or, or, you know, that could be falling. I'm going with I'm going with the Packers. Um, I'm gonna go with the Packers at home at Lambeau Field. That's just that's just kind of. That's just, you know, snow, Lambeau Field, Packers. That's just all. Uh, that just feels right. Aaron Rodgers, like all oh, that, just just kind of feels right. Um, if it's if it's ideal weather, then you know, okay, you know, I think Seattle has a better, you know, has a better chance. But uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Green Bay. I think Aaron Rodgers can get it done. Um, I think he'll make another trip to the uh, NFC Championship game. I'm, I'm gonna go with the Packers. I think Aaron Jones is the uh, Aaron. Aaron Jones. Yeah, Aaron Jones. Yeah. Out of uh, right Yeah, I think Aaron Jones. I think he'll 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 be the difference. I think them being able to run the football. I think that'll be the difference. Yeah. Uh. I don't, I don't like, I don't like counting out Russell Wilson because that <laughs> dude is like for real, <laughs> dude is like for real Houdini out here. He always, him and Deshaun Watson just always find ways out of no ways for some, for some odd reason. They both like always is like scrambling out and, and making the play, finding someone down the field or they run for it themselves and get it. But I think, I think this year. The way that it's crazy when I was thinking about, you know, how I thought the season was going to go for a lot of teams, I was like, I was real high. I was real high on Green Bay. Uh, I had them winning like 11, 12 games and being kind of where they were, where they at right now, actually. I really did. And a lot of people looked at me like, but bro, what about the Bears? Like, what about Minnesota? Like, I was one, I really didn't have, I didn't. I thought the Bears were gonna win that division this year. I wasn't see. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't sold on Trubisky, and I mean, and it and it, <laughs> it, it it proved it. See, the reason why I was high on Chicago, kind of like that. Like I remember when I told y'all about Chicago, and y'all looked at me kind of funny. I was like, they could do it because of you know nobody really knows what Trubisky's gonna do. Their defense is already good. Adding yeah. Khalil Mack made it better, and they had a fourth place schedule. You know, they was playing all the fourth place teams. They didn't. They didn't have to worry. Either, was he the third or fourth place? I can. I think. Yeah, they had a fourth place schedule last year. It's a difference when you switch defensive coordinators because uh, Nick Fangio went over to be the head coach at Denver. So you switch yeah. defensive coordinators, and now you got to play the first place schedule. Now you got to. Now you got to play the Saints. Now you got to play the Rams. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I mean, they beat them, and then now you now you got to play. Uh, who won the division last year in the East? They had to play the, they had to play the Cowboys. So, yeah. You know, it's, they did, yeah. Last year they did. 
Uh, so you know, like it's a it's a difference when you have to play that when you play that fourth place schedule, and now you gotta play that first place schedule, and it's been a minute since you, yeah. you you That's really yeah, it's it's different. So I just kind of knew I was just like, man, I was like, nah, Green Bay would do it, but I know a lot of people were skeptical because you know it was Matt Lafleur, this is first time coaching, and when he was the OC here at Tennessee. The offense really wasn't doing much. So everybody was like, okay, you got rid of an offensive guy to get another offensive guy, but his offense was ranked 27th last year. But this is Aaron Rodgers. We're talking about now Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Uh, and actually, they actually spent money in free agency and brought in some dudes on defense, and now their defense is really playing. So, like, now it's like Aaron Rodgers don't have to really put – the game on his shoulders like that. They could just turn they around. Yeah. Yeah. They can just go out there, like you said, man, get a ball to Aaron Jones, let him do his thing. And I'm with you. I think he made the difference too. Cause he 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 he's had a great year too. And I just think them being at home, the weather you saying it like that, if the weather's gonna be how it's gonna be, I don't see how you cannot <laughs> go with Green Bay. Um and I'm still, I probably still go with them either way. So I'm gonna go ahead and go. I'm gonna go with Green Bay too. Um, I, that's gonna be hard. That's man, that's hard. But yeah, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Green Bay. Uh, if this would be different if Seattle was like, if they would have won the NFC West, and if this was San Francisco, and then with them going to, if this was going to Green Bay, then then I'd be like, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's 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 all tough, but I'm a I'm a definitely go with I'm a definitely go with Green Bay. Um yeah, I'll go with Green Bay for them to go ahead and get get that dub. And um what we got left? Oh Chiefs, oh Chiefs Texans. Ooh, um Yeah Man, I think that's gonna be a shootout. All I mean, although yeah, Kansas City defense hasn't hasn't has has improved for sure. Um, I still think it's gonna be kind of like a shootout. Kind of like how that game went, how that game kind of went earlier this year. I think it'd be something like that. Uh, something will happen where a, a turnover or something like that will probably change the game. But I I really I really want to see Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game. So I'm, I'm going with the Chiefs. I'm going with the Chiefs. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. One because they're at home, but the main reason why I'm going to Chiefs is because I'm 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 taking Andy Reid over Bill O'Brien. Mm. I think that the quarterbacks, even though you know everybody will concede that Patrick Mahomes is better than Deshaun Watson, but it, it isn't by a lot. You don't have Deshaun Watson beat by a lot. Somebody would say Deshaun Watson is better. There are people out there that say that. So, I think as far as the quarterbacks go, they're kind of evenly matched. You give the edge to Pat Mahomes. The defenses, yeah, the Chiefs defense is considerably better, but based, well, are we based, if we base not that off of last year, the defense was horrible last year. So they really had no choice but to get better. They would have got worse than they wouldn't be in the position they are now with a bye. 
So um, the defenses are about the same. Both teams have playmakers on both sides of football. I think it just comes down to coaching. And if you got to go Indy Reid versus Bill O'Brien, even though Deshaun Watson can make up for some of the ineptitude that Bill O'Brien has, which I think regardless of what happens, I think he needs to be gone uh, from Houston. Um, I think it'll be too much to overcome in Arrowhead. And I think that uh, Andy Reid was just out-coach Bill O'Brien. So I'm going with the Chiefs. Yep. But you can't, you can't go wrong with you can't go wrong with either one. You know, you can't go wrong with Lamar versus Deshaun Watson or Lamar versus Pat Mahomes. You really can't go wrong with either. That's yeah, that's true. I think I mean I think pretty much we 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 making our picks, but we wouldn't be surprised if it went the other way. I think the only one we would kind of I guess the only one we would kind of be surprised with is probably if the Titans was the was to beat uh, Baltimore just with just because it's Baltimore at home. Maybe I mean yeah, that'd be the definitely. that'd be the that'd be the only one we I guess we'd be surprised at. But if 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 the Seahawks were to win, if the Vikings were to if the Vikings were to win, if Houston were to win, I don't think yeah I don't think we would be like I don't think we would be like really surprised or shocked and be like, oh, man, I can't believe that Kansas City lost. I mean, because let's be real, Kansas City record at home in the playoffs here since we've been alive hasn't been that good. <laughs> yeah, they, they found ways to lose home games. Go back to the AFC Championship last year. Oh. They, that, 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 it took away that pick from my board. Oh. From my board Ward. Because D4 couldn't stay on sides. Oh, God, bro. Couldn't line up on sides. So, yeah. They, 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 they've lost some, some, some tough. They've had some tough, tough losses at home in the playoffs. But I think that, uh, I think they'll, they'll, I think they'll get it done this year. I think they'll get it done and, and uh, make it to the uh, AFC Championship game. Yeah, yeah. Dang, so let's see. I think we, I think we pretty much, we pretty much covered everything that we want to do on this episode, bro. Uh, man, oh, bro, always good talking with you, bro. Oh, uh, yeah. oh yeah, man. You like know, what I'm saying? It's, it's been a long time, man. A long, man, a long, long time. Um, yeah, this. Let me see. Probably this will probably get. Yeah, this will get uploaded tonight. Um, uh. On SoundCloud, we'll definitely, definitely be on there to, to promote uh, all weekend. Hopefully, you know, to get some more listeners in. I like, man. I I checked. I checked on. I had actually checked on here through through SoundCloud and looked, and I'm like, I actually got a couple of messages from people like that I don't even know. Just like, yeah, man, we was listening in to this, bro. This is pretty dope. Blah blah blah, stuff like that. I'm like, oh. Man, I'm like, and that episode was like ugh, months ago. I'm talking months ago. <laughs> Man, but uh, gotta get back on it for sure, for sure. Man, is it uh, is it anything, anything you want to say, bro? You want to, you know, plug, shout out to anything like that? Uh, man, you know, I was, you know, I was shout out the city, so shout out to Atlanta, especially for since you know. 
the, the show was based out of Tennessee. Um, you know, uh, and everybody, you know, everybody is up ready to shout out, you know, Sanders is from Memphis. So, folks from Memphis are always ready to shout out their city. So, For you sure. know, shout out, shout out to the city, shout out to Atlanta. Um, that's really it, man. Just a uh, new year. So, just, you know, have a better mindset of every day looking to do something productive. Um, don't waste time. Whatever you want to do, whatever your goals are, your dreams are, strive for it. And uh, we're looking to get this money this year. For sure. For sure. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, I guess, let me see. Do I, any, do I got any shout-outs? Man, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, shout-out to the city. Uh, back home in the M. Everybody back home. Uh, man. Let's see. Um, let's, who else? Man. Shoot. Shout-out to everybody that just, you know, that all rock with us. You know, family, friends, loved ones, associates, man, people we don't know. <laughs> you know, all that. Uh Man, twenty yeah, it's twenty twenty, a new year out here, man. Let's just you know, man. Let's just do what we gotta do. Let's stay out the way. You know what I'm saying? Stay out the way. Stay low. Get this bread. Uh oh, man. Big man. Big salute. Big prayers to all the troops out right now for sure. Oh man, yeah. Uh, man, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, because it's getting crazy out here now. Um, yeah. It's getting crazy out here between the U.S. and, and Iran, um, for sure. So if you got any, man, any family, any loved ones, any spouses, significant others that, you know, that's out here in the military, man, uh, for sure, big prayers up to y'all. Always going to pray for y'all, supporting y'all. Uh, y'all out here doing something that I know for a fact I wouldn't do. <laughs> man, uh, that's real. That doesn't even... <laughs> Think of doing man. For sure. Um uh what else? Oh man. For far as here far as here in Murfreesboro, uh man, everybody that stay at the stay at the V. I hope y'all safe. Uh I think like about an hour or two before we even got started here, uh a shooting happened at the apartment oh, complex over there. Um I I heard it was the what I was told an officer was shot. Um, I don't think no resident. I don't think no resident was uh, shot. Last thing I heard was he was in a the officer. I don't know if it was a he or a she, but the officer was in stable condition. Um, so that's not too bad, but you know, still the fact that you know, what I'm saying crazy stuff going on like that. Still, you know, just for sure, for sure, prayers up to them and and their family and uh, everybody that stay out over there at the V. Um, but yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah, for sure. The goal right now, you know, twenty twenty, man. We, we we ten days into a new year. Let's just let's just keep everything going, make make everything positive, uh, and let's just let's just be successful out here, bro. So yeah, of course, keep uh keep listening in to the to the podcast for sure. Like I said, we we gonna we gonna for sure gonna try to get uh get some more episodes back up going here. Uh, you know, what I'm saying if you know if it's in the Lord's will. And everything yeah. like that. Um, do we need to? I guess do we need to? I guess we can plug our, our social medias, man. Uh, follow me on Twitter at I am underscore capital M capital S 
Sanders uh, underscore. So I am underscore M Sanders underscore. Follow me on that on that joint. I I do a lot of trolling on there. So you feel me? You, <laughs> hey, I'm 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 troll I'm I'm troll king on that thing, man. So if you I trust me, man. Sunday was it Sunday? When was the Saints game? Was it Sunday? Saturday? Sunday. It was, yeah, man, Sunday. last last man Sunday. Man, hey, <laughs> Sunday I had a lot of folks hot. I had a lot of folks hot, man. They was upset. They, hey, I mean, for real, man. My cousins didn't even want to pick up the phone, bro. Like, they, they, they didn't want to pick up the phone, dog. I was like, oh, y'all want to talk to me? I was trying to talk to him. I was just trying to talk to him. I really, I was trolling. I was like, bro, I'm trying to talk to you. I just want y'all to wish me a happy Finals Day. I ain't heard from y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, I ain't want nothing else. I'm like, nah, bro, quit playing, bro. We know what you want, bro. I'm like, nah, bro. <laughs> oh, I was messing with those folks so bad. But yeah, for sure, man. For sure, follow me on that thing, bro. For sure. Uh... Man, if if nothing else, yeah, for sure we about to yeah upload this probably like right now. I ain't got nothing else to do. You know what I'm saying? It's Friday night. I probably I probably sit up here and watch this uh watch this watch Luca and LeBron. I think they playing right now. Um, yeah, they playing right now. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, the score. The score is wow. It's seventy nine fifty eight at halftime right Woo. now. Woo! Okay. Yeah. So about to catch this second half of that. See how that's gonna go. Uh, man, probably eat me a little little snack while I'm at it, and man, call it a night, man. But like always, bro. Good talking to you, bro. Much love. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. None but it. None but love, though. So, all right, my boy. All right. All right. So yeah, man, that's that's the end of the podcast, bro. You know, good talking to my boy Xavier Dupree. Like I said, he out in South Carolina now. We used to always do these all the time together for sure. Uh, we're gonna try to get some more of these back popping, man, for sure. So definitely, uh, man. Peace, love, and tranquility, man, to all of y'all. Be safe out here wherever y'all are listening to it. And um, uh, man, one love. We out. <laughs>